I am inspired to continue to help people, not just real estate, but in nonprofits. So I think we were all placed here in this earth to not just look at helping ourselves, but helping others as well. Hello and welcome to the Digital Domination Connections podcast, where we believe success leaves clues, failure leaves footprints, and the magic is found on the intersection of your connections. The goal of this podcast is to hear stories and experiences from our guests that help you make the connections and identify those patterns, maximize your success, find true fulfillment and purpose in your seasons, and help you make a positive impact on the lives of others. This is Dom, aka Digital Dom, your host, and today I'm joined by the wonderful and lovely, the queen of Southern California lending, Queen D herself, Denise Serrano. Welcome. So glad to have you. Thank you for having me, Dom. Thank you. Yeah, we're going to rock and roll today. So we're going to jump into our first question. Uh, Who's your favorite superhero or cartoon growing up? I've got two. (laughs) Okay. Wolverine and Storm. Oh, okay, cool. (laughs) Yeah. You know, um, I think it's their mysterious side. Something about Wolverine, uh, his silence, the impact he makes behind that, like, powerful, like, wolf man that he is. And uh, Storm also, there's this, uh, both, they both are very mysterious to me, yet strong, and they just uh, kick ass. Of these uh, X-Men with their uh, superhuman strength and abilities, they have an origin story. So, Denise, um, I want to know a little bit about your origin story where were you born and then how did you end and land in the wonderful world of lending? Mm. So I was born in a little town called Jalpa, Zacatecas in Mexico in a house. And uh, my mom, strong woman, she had her two other children prior to me, my siblings here in the U.S., went down to Mexico with my dad and they said, you know, we're going to restart our life over here. And when she was walking into the hospital in Halpa, she said, there's no way my child's being born here. Like, she, I'm taking her home. So I was born in a small house. And then, oh, wow. I know, and, um, and she brought, brought the um, doctor with her and said, I'm not, I'm not having a child here. <laughs> so <laughs> I then migrated over to the U.S. when I was three years old. And my dad is a realtor. So I started helping my dad Um, with flyers, printing things back in the like old school days prior to MLS, I would make calls to real estate offices if properties were available. I was, I was a very introverted child. So I was terrified nine, 10 years old. Imagine making a phone call to a realtor and asking (laughs) if a property is available. Yeah. So, um, that was the initial introduction to real estate at, you know, nine to something years old. Uh, 11, I showed my first home. And then you got your license when you were 12. Oh my <laughs> right? gosh. No. Wow. Child prodigy up in here. That's so cool. No. And, and <laughs> you know, and, and the reason I would like, by the time I was 11 showing homes is my dad would like double book appointments and he'd mm. be like, you know what? I've got a family friend that needs to look at a house while I'm going to take another appointment at yeah. the office. And he'd put me in their car and say, you know, here's a Thomas guide. If for those of you guys that don't know what that is, it's a book 
of maps. <laughs> oh, before MapQuest, before yeah. uh, Google Maps, there was Tom, the Thomas the guy. Thomas guy. <laughs> We're going old school here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so I would show properties and, you know, and then after that, um, I retired in real estate because okay. I didn't like it by the time I was like 14. 14, oh, so I was like, like, I'm out. Yeah, 14 years old. That's a good time to retire. <laughs> Hanging up yeah, the jersey. You're like, I did nothing. <laughs> so retired at 14 and, you know, lived the just having fun with friends, high school life, very into school up until I was in like junior high and um, met the man of my dreams, so I thought, mm. <laughs> and uh, ran away with him, had a baby with him. Wow. Uh-huh. Okay. And then at 19, he goes to jail when I was 19. We had a two-year-old, and um, I needed to provide for my child. Mm. So at 19, I was offered a position as a loan, office, loan officer assistant, and I didn't have any other choice to say yeah to no, to say yes. And I took the job, and that's how I got into the industry. Not the beginning is very tough, um, and then I learned to love it. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, it was scary. Yeah, <laughs> At nineteen, scary, yeah. yeah. Shortly after, say a few few months in, he was in jail. There was I still remember there was a moment when I was driving home and. Goodness sakes, back then we had like, if you're familiar with loans, there's down payment assistance programs. And with down payment assistance programs, there's different types of loans. As you're dealing with your first loan, second, third, you know, all the, it's Calhafa. Yeah. And I remember screwing up completely on a file and my processor and underwriter call me in and they're like, you screwed up. And I felt terrible. I dr- I'm driving home and all I can think of is I'm done with this. I cannot. I'm sobbing and crying. And the only person that I can think of in that moment was my daughter. Mm. And I thought, if I quit now, I've got, it's just her and I. I've got a place of my own with just her and I, and there's nothing. Like, I have to keep going. Yeah. And I did. And I got past that moment of time where I didn't like it, despised it. Yeah. (laughs) And like I said, I, I ended up loving it. That's awesome. And the rest is history. <laughs> and then you conquered and dominated Southern California. You know, it took, it took a while <laughs> to get there. Um, no, it was very, again, very introverted. So I, I stuck to being um, an assistant for a very long time because mm. I did not want to be on the South side at all. There was no way. It was too scary for me. Mm. So um, got my license, was it 12, 13 years ago? Stayed as an internal LO and then converted over to full-time you know, external LO. Wow, that's amazing. If we can go back in time, what what was your first car? Picture an Impala. I'm not sure if it was an Impala. I just okay. know it was an old beater. Uh-huh. I got it for $600. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Yeah, cool. I got it for $600. Um, that's all I had. I was pregnant and um, I think it was maybe about five to six months pregnant when I got it and it's all I could afford. And every few miles I had to pull over as, you know, was smoking and, and I you just like prayed over the, the no. prayed over the engine. Lord. No, 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 no. <laughs> I popped the hood <laughs> with prayer and grabbed that water and waited for it to cool down and put oh, some water and wow. coolant. And it was, yeah, it was the first, uh, yeah, that was my first car old beater. I mean, it was blue. 
and it was all the paint was like scraping off and it, yeah so that's yeah but it lasted <laughs> it lasted you a bit it did it lasted <laughs> me a good year Okay, yeah. through the pregnancy. I, yeah, and, through the pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, hey, sometimes you got to make it work mm. and you have to navigate. Um, I know maybe navigating in that car, you are really like driving on a prayer. Um, mm. How have you been able to navigate in the real estate industry? We've seen like the ups and downs. Staying close to my community, my community, community of realtors. Um, you know, we, we're, we're all working through it together, right? And um, I think that's that's the main way to get through it, to have that close community. And, and not just that, you're piggybacking off of different ideas and how we can move through this mm. situation, this market. Because I've been through this market in 2008 or similar market. I wouldn't say this exactly, but similar market Yeah. to where, you know, you, you come back and and you go back to the origin story of like how do you – how can you move past all of this? Mm. Mm -hmm. You know, they call it uh, power and proximity. And so, you know, the the more cl closer you are to powerful people who can get things done and come up with creative solutions, um, I think that's a great thing. So um, let's switch gears here, navigating with the real estate market. How has uh, family played a role in your business? Big role. Um like because of my dad being a realtor, right? Um, and then my whole family understanding what it is to not just it's we're just not nine to five, right? Mm -hmm. Real estate community is Saturday, 24 Sundays, twenty four seven, 24 yeah, seven, seven exactly. Days a week, yeah. So now my daughter now is twenty two, but previous to her being an adult, um, it was having my family there to help me raise her while I was off working. Um, you know, we don't coming out of the office at seven, eight, nine sometimes, right? My yeah. mom was there to help me raise her. Um, uh, she always lived within like 15, 20 minutes of me. So that was always a blessing. And um and uh having, you know, it's interesting now is that because I I'm so close with my family, we all lean on each other for different things. So um having the, my family close to me and yeah, I love it. That's awesome. That's amazing. Um, what What do you think are some characteristics you learned from your mom? She was she was always down to say yes. Like there, she, my mom, you you ask her to take care of the baby to certain Saturday, Sunday, as long as it was in church time. Like that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, she would take my daughter to church. So, um, learning to say yes to the people that you love. Um, to help them out. So I'd say that's one of the char characteristics. My mom's a very strong woman. She's always on time. Um, so those are things that I, you know, strive to be like. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, I, I'd say there's so many more things about my mom and both my parents, right, that um, I've learned from them. Um, my mom's feisty. I oh, get my feisty. yeah, my mom's feisty. <laughs> I get definitely my feistiness from my mom. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. and those are probably things that we need within the real estate <laughs> we world. Do. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, if we're gonna go back in time, there's Miss Pac-Man, and in Miss Pac-Man, there's different levels and different obstacles. Um, what are some obstacles you faced, Denise, and how do you get through them? I'd say they've. I've had many fortunate obstacles. I never 
see them as a detriment in my life or any regrets. But, you know, from um, there was a time where my daughter and I lived in a hotel and that was a blessing because that leads me to other things in life where I can see, I view other people that are in unfortunate circumstances a different way because I've been there. Mm. So, um, I mean, from that to, I mean, the car situation, right? Different mm. like, beater cars breaking down on me. And then obstacles in real estate, I'd say those of... Um, they, I, I just consider them all blessings, honestly, because they're making us stronger. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe perspective is the way that you've gotten mm -hmm. through those obstacles. Yeah. Looking at it from a different angle. Mm -hmm. I like that. So this podcast is all about finding patterns, recipes and formulas. Mm. Um, you know, we both work with a lot of, you know, top producing agents. What, what would you say is like a commonality or what is a connection point between agents that are successful? I'd say... They are, they look for where, where their strengths are. Um, they're, every agent is different is the way I see it, right? And some are very strong with um, their databases. Others are great with being at social events. Um, so they focus on where their strengths are. And then they hire the people around them where their where their weaknesses are. Mm. So that's what I see with successful realtors because they're all different. Like I will see like some that are great on social media, right? Where others they don't do social media, but they know where they can like grab their clients from. Cool. So we're gonna switch gears and mm -hmm. we're gonna jump into our lightning round with Denise. Zoom or in person? In person. Apple or Android? Apple. For taking notes on phone, for taking notes on paper. Oof. I have to choose one. Phone. <laughs> oh, no, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, dress or workout gear? Uh, workout. <laughs> oh, I gotcha. Cool. Uh, camping or hotel? I grew up doing both. Um, camping. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> camping? Okay. Uh, running or hiking? Hiking. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And that was a plug to our hiking group <laughs> that meets. Early bird or night owl? Early bird. Being still or moving? Moving. Books or magazines? Books. Facebook or Instagram? Instagram. Capri Sun or water? Water. Text or call? Text. Exercise indoor, exercise outdoor? Outdoor. Okay. Video games or board games? Board games. <laughs> okay. We are going to get into the second half of our podcast. Um, what I want to know is from, from Denise here is, is what... What really inspires you? I am inspired to continue to help people, not just real estate, but in nonprofits. So I'm, that inspires me. Yeah. And tell us a little bit about, I, I think that's how we kind of got connected. Mm -hmm. um, tell us a little bit about some of the nonprofits that you work with mm -hmm. and, um, you know, what are they and kind of what makes you, what, what makes your heart smile when you're working with them? Mm, so I connected with a nonprofit eight years ago that builds homes in Mexico. And from that, so many things have flourished. Um, it's called Baja Bound. And since then, uh, I started a community about a year ago that wants to do the same as I do, which is go and help people in different facets, not just like in Mexico, but out here. Um, whether it's women needing um, a shelter, we can don we donate to that as well. 
So I just love building community with like-minded individuals like myself that are kind of stuck and not know, they don't know how to help. But when, when I post it, whatever that looks like, they come and we all work together to make a difference in someone's life. You even have a separate Instagram dedicated I to do. maybe uh, working with nonprofits. Can you tell us a little bit about yeah. the name and all that? So it's called, the Instagram's called the Impact Movement. It's a community. Um, and what we what I do there is I just post different drives that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Whether we're connecting with like a women's shelter in Pomona and another shelter where we're, we might be working with is down in Long Beach. Um, and then different orphanages that we go visit in Mexico as well. So currently we're doing a toy drive for an orphanage called um, Uriel Infantil in Tijuana. And we're raising funds for that orphanage. So it's I'm kind of like whatever inspires me that quarter. Like what are we doing for these people or these children or, you know, these single moms? It's it, I work with whatever comes to me. I think it's, it comes more of like inflow, right? Like an opportunity presents itself. Someone talks about a nonprofit and then I say, okay, perfect. Let me see if I can get my community to raise something for this specific nonprofit or organization. Yeah, what uh, that's a that's such a beautiful thing. I love hearing um, about your your heart for serving other people. Mm. And so the my next question is kind of like, what's the importance of giving back and serving others? The importance is I know that we've, at least for myself, we've all been in a moment in time where we needed help, and a lot of us, and I say for myself as well, I. I used to push away the help. Like Mm. I can do it on my own, right? But having that, not just family, but community around you to help you, it it, it pushed me forward, right? Having my family push to help me in my certain times of need, that helped me get to where I am today. Some people out there, they're not as fortunate to have the family that I was, you know, to have that family or that circle around them. Mm. So I think we were all placed here in this earth to not just look at helping ourselves, but helping others as well. So we're going to switch it up. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to hop in our DeLorean and we're going to fast forward to the future, 300 years into the future. And what I want to ask, and this is for your great, great, great grandchildren is what are one or two facts of life that you know in your heart to be true that you would like to tell your family? Mm. Uh, I'd love to tell them that, you know, there's that quote that says, people will always remember how you made them feel, right? And I'd say that a life of service and giving back, you're going to leave your legacy, your own legacy, um, if you inspire others to do the same and to live life, like it's so cliche, live life at its fullest. And that's what I do. I jam my days with not just work, being social, going out there, hiking, and just living life to the fullest. Denise, what are two things that you are grateful for right now? I am grateful for my family my family's health, I'm going to keep going, <laughs> my friends, and the opportunities that come my way. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've been an awesome guest. So let's go ahead and close out. 
And we like to close out by saying, remember your ability to identify formulas, patterns, and those connections that help your life in a major way. You are loved, you are appreciated, you are valued, you have a purpose, and most of all, keep learning, keep growing, keep loving, keep serving, and let's stay connected.